Today's reading comes from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 and 36 through 40. The meaning of faith. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Others suffered mocking and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. During these Sundays of Advent, I've been leaning on a, a lesson plan that comes from some adult educational curriculum where the teacher suggests we consider four questions and the journey that one takes through these questions can be quite enlightening and forming of our Christian faith. So last Sunday I talked about the character of God. And today I'd like to discuss the content of faith. Next Sunday we'll consider the function of church and on the Sunday before Christmas, the fourth Sunday of Advent, we'll think together about the purpose of worship. When the question is framed, what is the content of your faith? Well, it just seems a little odd to me. So I had to push myself to try to uh, envision a way to approach the question that might yield some meaning. So I imagined my faith as a box, a box of faith. Now if the Grateful Dead can sing about a box of rain, I can preach about a box of faith. At least someone picked up the Grateful Dead uh, illusion. I did that at 8.30 this morning, and everybody gave me this sort of stare look like, uh, who, who's the Grateful Dead? And, and, <laughs> I asked Rachel about that. She was the musician at the 8.30 service, and I said, it strikes me as odd that, that I made a reference to the Grateful Dead and no one seemed to recognize it. And she said, yes, that's because I'm old. <laughs> constant theme of my relationship with Rachel is she teases me for being old. But if we imagine faith as a box, and if we prayerfully and uh, seriously open up that box and view the contents, what would we discover? So in my mind's eye, I entered into that exercise, opening this box 
of faith and imagined what I would see. I saw a list of expectations. Things that I expect from God. I expect that God would love not just me, but every person in the world. I expect that God would forgive my sins, and maybe more than that, that God would help me understand the mistakes that I make in my life, and that by God's gracious presence I can learn from those mistakes and live differently because I've learned from my experience. I also expect that God would forgive other people in the same way. Well, this is my box of faith. And as I look over that list of expectations, I, I, I see a many, many more. Now, it's my box of faith, and it holds the questions and the expectations that flow from my journey. And there's this one phrase among many on that list of expectations that as I look at it, I see it crossed out. And not only is it crossed out, but when I look at the page on which it is written, I notice some stains on the paper. I must have been crying when I edited that list. There's that phrase that says, God is control in control of everything. And I've crossed that out. And I've shed tears over such a statement. That comes from a particularly painful chapter in my own journey. Some of you may know that when I went, went to high school, I went to a boarding school. And uh, as a freshman, I went away to this wonderful place of, of plenty, not just materially, but intellectually and musically, and, and so many wonderful gifts in this school. And the very same year that I went to boarding school, my older sister, with whom, I, with whom I'd been very close since my birth, experienced a schizophrenic breakdown, and she went to a psychiatric hospital. And there was this dissonance inside of me. Why? Why is it that the very best is placed before me and my sister, this one who I love dearly, is in such a place of torture. While I was being stimulated with the best education, she was being medicated with Thorazine 
God certainly can't be in control if that's what happens. And I would bristle at anyone who suggested that somehow in all of this chaos, the unseen purposes of God were still unfolding and that God had a plan to use this to get us back to the yellow brick road. Know the phrase, God is in control, was crossed off my list. Of course, later I studied more of the New Testament, and uh, you might be interested to know that the New Testament never says that God is in control. The New Testament is fairly clear that Satan is in control, and that the purpose of faith is to resist the powers of evil that dominate the present day and to set our hope on a future that is different than the present, which is why in Advent we await the fulfillment of creation and the coming of God's justice. My box of faith has lists of expectations that get revised. Diana Butler Bass is one of the great spiritual mentors of our day, and I do so appreciate the things she writes. And she speaks eloquently about an evolving understanding of God and God's presence. A century ago, she says, if you survived an epidemic, you would say, God has spared you. If you found a bag of silver under a tree, you would say that God had directed you to find it. And if you saw a breathtakingly beautiful sky, you would say, God had given that vision to you personally. Many of our ancestors believed that God had specifically given a gift to them, an act of divine provision in a direct and magical fashion, like a box under a Christmas tree with their name on it, signed from God. But you know, those experiences come with a whole host of questions. If you survived an epidemic, why were you spared but not your children and the other people who died? If you found a bag of silver and feel blessed, what about the person who lost it? Did God inflict loss upon them in order to bless and enrich you? And the same forces that create beautiful skies also create 
deadly storms. Now this box of faith that we carry around, this box of lists of expectations, Well, that list needs to be edited, carefully reflected upon. For you see, Christian faith is about doing the best we can to understand the reality in which we live. God wants us to stretch our hearts and our minds. Well, that box of faith has more than my expectations of God. That box of faith also has the expectations that God has for me and that God has for you. For faith is about a dynamic relationship with a loving God who, yes, God engages with us and gives us things that we need. But this very same God also asks a great deal of us that a life of faith is not a life of being taken care of as much as it is a life of participating with God in the care for the world. A box of faith has expectations. We've had a wonderful example of that with uh, this Christmas season and the uh, relationship we have with Second Start. Jane, you've done a wonderful job organizing and inspiring us to uh, gather some coats and some Christmas gifts. And we have all been enriched as we've participated in that. But there's a couple of stories I'd like to tell you. It's one of our very young children who is a part of our church heard this story and she was so moved by it that she asked her mother to take all of the money out of her piggy bank $13, and she wanted to give those $13 for a gift card. Mom said with great pride, I didn't prompt her, I didn't even mention it at all. And that's probably very true in the moment. But I know this mother to be a faithful follower of Jesus and it was not the influence in that moment, but it was the influence of her whole lifetime raising her child to be generous. Another person was so impressed that they offered to match dollar for dollar gifts given up to a certain amount. I don't know about you, but, but I think this is fun. I mean, it's good to do these things. They're important. But 
there's a certain amount of joy and teamwork and camaraderie that we build with one another because we do them together. The box of faith has lists of expectations for us, not just expectations for God. Well, this morning we considered the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. We read the first few verses and then the last few verses of that long chapter. I'll fill in the middle, if you don't mind. It starts out by defining what faith is. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And the chapter ends with a description of how some of the faithful people had experienced difficulty even while they were being faithful. And how that their faith would not be fulfilled apart from the faith of this present day. An overarching view of the 11th chapter of Hebrews would tell us that it's more not so much a box of faith as much as it would be something like a stadium. And as you know, in a stadium there are people on the field and there are people in the stands. You can think of that this afternoon when you're watching the Patriots. And in the example of faith here, the, the Christian writer is saying that in the present moment, we are the players on the field. But all the people who have gone before us in the sojourn of faith and who have died, they've not gone away. They're just have gone from the field to the stadium. And they're in the stadium looking down at what we do, cheering and hopeful because their faith will find fulfillment in what we do and in like manner. When our days are accomplished, when we go from the field to the stadium, our faith will find its fulfillment in what others do, continuing our witness and our sojourn. This is the content of faith. What we expect from God, what God expects from us, and how we live and work together in response. This is the content of our faith. Amen.